Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Well, hey friends, welcome back to Anchored In Always. In today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that as women, I think we often struggle to do, and that is self-care and really making time or creating margin for time in our busy schedules so that we can take care of ourselves. As I've coached women recently and, and just in talking with a lot of my friends, it appears like I'm not the only one who struggles with this. We spend so much time taking care of all of our people and making sure that everyone is fed and that their clothes are clean and the house is in some semblance of order and cleanliness, but we often forget about our own needs. So instead of asking for what we need or allowing the time in our schedules for it, we just overextend ourselves. And then we wonder why we fall into bed most nights utterly exhausted, if we even make it that far at all. I know for myself, I often fall asleep watching Netflix in my recliner next to my husband. So that's real quality time right there. Um, Psalm 24, one through three tells us, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Did you catch that? That he makes me lie down and he leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. That sounds so amazing to me. So why don't we allow him to do that in our lives? And instead, we often become angry and bitter and resentful at all of the demands that are on our time. We are so tired and busy that we often are not able to enjoy all that the Lord has for us each day. I do believe that this is easier for some women than others. I know that I personally have a hard time slowing down and resting. I just feel this constant desire to be doing or accomplishing something. But what I found is by slowing down and creating margin in my schedule, not overextending myself, and then also asking for what I need, that that is doing something, and it's very important actually. It's restoring and refreshing my my spirit so that I can fully serve the Lord and my people from a place of overflow and not scarcity. I don't want to just give the ones I love my leftovers, just enough of me to say, I'm here, I'm showing up, but am I really? Are you? So I want to share some things that have helped me find success in this area of my life. And not that I've arrived because it's always a work in progress, but it's still progress. So where do we start? I truly believe that looking at our schedules, maybe it's a day at a time, a week at a time, or even a month at a time, whatever feels peaceful and doable for you is the best place to start. But I like to just start by going through it first and marking off all of what I call the non-negotiables in my schedule. So if you work outside the home or or in the home, if you have office hours in your home, if you're homeschooling children um, or you have to pick children up after school or, or the kids activities and church activities, just the things that are of highest priority to you that are are non-negotiables in your, in your mind, go in your schedule and just mark those things off. 
Ephesians 5 verses 15 through 16 say, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Our time is really valuable and it matters what we do with it. So once you've marked off all of the things that are high priorities, then go back through and see where you might have some areas of time for yourself where you could invest in yourself. And I'm going to go into some different ways to do that in just a minute. But if you're looking at your schedule and after you've marked off the things that you consider non-negotiable and you see that there's really no time at all anywhere left for me, um, then that might be a red flag that you really do need to sit and maybe take some time to pray and consider what are some things that, that I say are non-negotiable that I really could make some changes and set aside or adjust in this season of my life. And then I would encourage you to make a list or pray and consider what do I need to help me bring my best? So what do you need? Um, What really motivates you? What gets gets you excited or maybe even refreshes and revives your soul? From conversations with my clients and as well as my friends recently, most of us have something in common that, and that is that we don't often get enough sleep. So maybe starting with looking at your nighttime routine would be helpful. What do you need to change or do differently so that you can relax physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, which will all often lead to better sleep? For some, that might look like a more structured bedtime routine, especially if you have younger children, so that you do have time for yourself or to spend with your spouse um, after the kids go to bed. So then it's important to ask yourself, well, how do I relax? What is it that helps me relax? Maybe it's a bath, an evening walk. Uh, music, a good book, a cup of hot tea. Um, There's so many things, but what is it that helps you unwind? And then maybe spend some time thinking about what really calms you and try to incorporate some of those things into your nighttime routine. And I I just want to reiterate that it's just important to start somewhere. So this may not be something that you do every single day or every night, but what would it look like for you to incorporate it one to two times a week just to start? Next, what does your morning routine look like? So is it busy, chaotic, and rushing out the door? I believe that how we start the day can often start us off on the wrong path or negative state of mind. So what invigorates you? What gets you excited and motivated or maybe even focused and and centered to start your day? I know for me, I have to carve out time in the morning first and foremost to spend with Jesus. So I get up and I grab my coffee and my Bible and I see what he has for me today in his word. And that can look different for all of us. It can be simply just taking a verse or two and reflecting on it, looking at the context of that verse. Who is that verse written for originally? What, what, why was it written? And then what does it actually mean? And how was it intended? And then you can look at how might that apply to my life today. So I also recommend getting a journal and just writing down your thoughts that the Lord brings to your heart after you read his word and then spending just a few minutes in prayer. And as you do this more and more, you can start to dig deeper over time into the word and and that time that you spend will often increase as you grow in your maturity and your faith. But it may start off as just 10 to 15 minutes extra in your schedule, and that's a a wonderful place to start. I know that also some people like to listen to music or worship song before they start their quiet time, and that's something that really helps get their heart and mind in the right place. So that might be something that you'd want to try as well. Um, So looking at your morning schedule and then prayerfully considering how much time 
do I really have in the morning right now? And then how much time do I need to get off to a better start? So that may mean getting up a little bit earlier. Um, But honestly, if you're intentional with your evening routine and doing things that help you relax so you can rest better, that might not be as difficult for you to get up a, a few minutes earlier each day. Another thing that I do personally and, and have been talking to women about a lot recently is I find that many say that they feel their best and feel more focused and engaged when they can incorporate some form of exercise in their day, especially towards the beginning of the day. So when we exercise, our body releases endorphins, which are good feel-good hormones. I know for me, I often will wake up and maybe my stomach hurts or I have a headache and, or I just feel blah, like I don't want to do anything. And the last thing I want to do is exercise. But almost every time, that's when I know I need it the most. So I will intentionally work out that day. And I almost always feel so much better afterwards, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. Like I'm more focused and ready for the day. And again, I want to say this doesn't mean hours and hours at the gym either. For me, I personally allow 30 to 45 minutes, six days a week. I like to do three days of cardio and three days of strength training and just kind of mix it up a little bit. And that seems to work really well for me. So it's just important to find what works well for you. So think about some activities that you already enjoy doing um, that are active um, that you could incorporate in your day. And then looking at asking yourself, is this realistic? So can I set aside 30 to 45 minutes each day? Or maybe I need to start with 15 to 20 minutes a day, or maybe just two to three days a week instead of six days. So really starting where you can with what seems realistic and doable for you, but just starting something is the important part. Another area that I talk about with my clients and friends, and I myself have really dealt with a lot in my own life, is my diet. And, and thinking about how I, you fuel your body, it really matters. So what are you eating and drinking at night that might be affecting how you sleep? How can you change that? Or maybe what can you substitute that would allow you to sleep a little better? And then what about in the morning? Are you starting your day loading up on sugar, carbs, or foods that may taste good in the moment, but they end up making you feel drained and lethargic throughout the day? So what would it look like to consider what foods you like that would give you energy and start your day off right and maybe start incorporating some of those in your diet? You know, I really just scratched the surface today and just touched on a few areas, getting rest, um, exercise, and fueling your body correctly. Um, Those are a few areas that if we as women can make those areas a priority and start with small things, we can see a big change, a big impact over time. And, you know, recently Josh did a training for our Celebrate Recovery leaders on high impact habits. And he got this material from the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast. I think it was episodes 104 through 106. And so I'll put that link in the show notes. You can listen to the full episode because there's just a lot of great information there. But I just wanted to share some of the highlights that stood out to me. Um, One of the things that he said is that you are what you repeatedly do. So if you're repeatedly doing bad habits, then that really starts to reflect in your identity of yourself. And if you're pouring into yourself and you're establishing healthier habits, that's also going to reflect on you as well. Another thing he said was, don't chase super habits. He said, big impacts are usually the result of small and wise daily habits. 
So we tend to focus more on the what or the outcome rather than the how and the steps to get there. The goal we want to achieve seems more important than the steps that we need to get there. And so we focus on that, but it can often seem so big and so far away that we just tend to not even try, or maybe we try for just a short time. And then when we don't see the results, we give up and we say, well, that didn't work for me. So we often can sabotage our own success. We all have insecurities, honestly, but they can often cause an unhealthy negative identity, which then leads to unwise habits that only reinforces that negative identity. And it's this vicious cycle. So what Craig Rochelle recommends is setting goals based more on who you want to be as opposed uh, as opposed to um, what you want to do. And so for example, you want to be a more positive person, a more content or joy-filled um, woman. You want to be a patient mom or a more loving wife, or you want to be more energetic and a purpose-filled. So once you identify that, who is it that you really want to be? Then you can almost kind of reverse that cycle and out of that healthy, positive self-identity of who you want to be, then what healthy habits will that, you know, will come from that, which will then reinforce your healthy identity. Um, and so it just kind of moves that cycle into a, a positive direction. So based on who you want to become, what's one habit that you can start right now to move closer to that identity? He then goes on to share, once you've picked a habit to commit to changing or implementing in your schedule in your life, then there are three steps to start with. So number one, start small. It will compound over time, creating a big impact. And you're more likely to follow through if you start small. So think about how even this one little thing, how it could impact other areas of your life and overflow. Number two, make it obvious. So what can you do so that you have it right in front of you daily to remind you? Making it obvious will be the difference between good intentions and great results. For example, I know Josh has trying to been focusing more on flossing lately. And so he will put the floss right out on the counter instead of in the drawer. And so it's right there in front of his eyes. When he brushes his teeth, he sees the floss. Um, and so he's making it obvious so that he, he does that one little habit every, every night before he goes to bed. And that impacts his oral health, which can impact your overall health. Um, but he's being consistent about that one small change and making it obvious and then step three, make it automatic. So incorporate it into your schedule and be intentional. A phrase that he, Craig Rochelle, um, uses to, to plug, that you can plug into is, after I blank, I will blank. So for example, example, after I make my coffee, then I will pick up my Bible and my journal. And so just kind of ordering your steps, um, as the Bible says, you know, order your steps. It's important to also identify uh, potential obstacles so that you can be prepared for them ahead of time and you can stay on track. Give yourself grace. If you miss it one day and, and don't quit, start again the next day. In his last episode of this series, he talks about breaking bad habits because those can often prevent us from accomplishing the good habits that we want to start. So asking yourself honestly, what specific bad habits or habits are preventing me from being who I want to be and making it harder to accomplish the good habits that I want to incorporate? 
And what is it really costing me in my life? So how do we do this? And, and again, these next two steps he gives are very similar to what we talk about often in recovery. Number one, he says, remove the trigger. So sometimes that means looking at place, time, mood, moment, or people. Where does this bad habit happen often for you? Is there a certain time of the day or an event that triggers you to, to do this bad habit? Is it certain people that you hang around? When you do certain behavior, does that trigger the bad habit? For example, some people um, only smoke when they drink. So if they have a drink, then that triggers them wanting a cigarette or vice versa. So who are you surrounding yourself with? And are they encouraging these bad habits? That's definitely something to think about as well. And the next thing he suggests is to then interrupt the action. So this involves placing boundaries and guardrails that will help you prevent these triggers. He uses the example that if you're already hitting the snooze button, then interrupt that action by leaving your phone across the room so that you actually have to get up out of bed. Or if you're constantly scrolling on social media and you're on your phone all the time doing that, then delete the apps from your phone. So interrupt that action by deleting the apps. And he, he has a great quote here that says, why, why resist a temptation tomorrow when you have the power to eliminate it today? And that's so true. So I just want you to know if you're hearing all of this today and you're thinking, man, that sounds great. And I would really like to start to implement some changes, but I'm just not sure how or what my next steps really would be or how to go about doing this. Then I want you to know that this is exactly what I do as a life coach. And I absolutely love doing it and would love to partner with you. If you feel like you just need a little push or some accountability um, to do this successfully, then that's what I'm here for. So my new website is up and running and you can check it out and read more about coaching with me and also look at my packages that I have available. You can book a 20 minute free discovery session with me to see if partnering with me is the next right step for you. Um, So that's all at anchoredandalways.com and I'll put that link in the show notes for you as well. So Second uh, Timothy 1.7 says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And then in Philippians 4.13, it says, We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So those are great reminders for us today that you can do this and you are not alone in doing it. Start small, be intentional with your time, and don't give up. So let's close in prayer today. Father God, thank you that you love us where we are, but also too much to leave us there. Thank you that we don't have to live in fear, but that we can walk in love, power, and self-discipline. God, I pray that we would see our time as valuable as a valuable gift and that we would be very intentional about how we use it. God, I pray for the person listening today that is feeling stuck and unmotivated. I pray that they would know that they are worth making these necessary changes in their schedules and starting small. And that as we give you our small, you turn it into abundantly more than we could ask or think. And we thank you for that. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredandalways.com. 
And be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.